What's up, BC family? It's your host, Don Shea Bates, and I'm back with another podcast episode on today. So I welcome you back to the Boldly Confess show. Without further ado, we are going to jump right in because the word had the word, <laughs> the Lord has a word for us on today. Amen. So um, today's topic is titled, I got a right to change. Amen. And our subtopic is, our subtitle, excuse me, is In Too Deep, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and give you all the scriptures ahead of time. I noticed, I feel like lately, I kind of just been dropping them in the comment section, but I really want um, to make sure that our foundation is reiterating continually over and over again that we are founded on a rock, we are built on a rock, we are based on the rock, amen? So, um... If you all will, jot these scriptures down, take them back to the Lord, ask him to give you clarity, revelation, understanding, and direction on what it is that he specifically wants you to get out of these words, amen, and out of the, um, out of the text, out of the uh, verses. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, um, let me go ahead and give you those. So the main book that we are going to be coming out of today for our study is John chapter 9 verses 1 through 12, okay? John chapter 9 verses 1 through 12, and then we have two encouragement scriptures, uh, and they are coming from both the book of Psalms. Uh, The number one is uh, Psalms chapter 107 verse 6. And the second one is Psalm 5015. Okay. And then I thought it would be cool to add in a faith pusher scripture, something that furthers your faith uh, based off what we're learning today. And it just shows you all the more, some more receipts for uh, the words of the Lord. Amen. And that one is going to be coming from Mark chapter 7, verse 37. Okay. So, whoo, okay, we got that out the way. Now, uh, without further ado, let's invite our Lord and Savior in. Amen. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for all that you have been doing in our life. Father God, we thank you for the Boldly Confessed family. We thank you that you have given us a place and a space for us to come and just pour out our love to you. Come and get understanding on what areas in life that we may need work on or what areas of life that we have um, conquered. You know, some things... um, Some of us struggle a little more in certain areas than others. And we just thank you, Lord God, for opening our eyes to the things that we may have been blind to for so long, Father God. So we just invite your Holy Spirit in, Lord. We just ask that you move how you want to move. Do what you want to do. Throw your weight around. Grant us encouragement on today to be able to keep going father god because without you we know that we cannot finish this race this is a journey this walk with you has never been easy lord god and you never promised us that it would be easy but you promised that you would be with us and that is what we're asking on today is that you would just join us here at the table father god in jesus name i ask that i don shay bates decrease father god and that you would increase oh god in jesus name that we pray 
Amen. So, amen, family. Okay, so since we're going to be reading John chapter 9, verses 1 through 12, I'm going to go ahead and read the text. Um, since it is a little bit lengthy, y'all know I get to stop and we might or might not make it through. That is why I give y'all the scriptures so that y'all can go back in and get what it is that y'all need to get. Okay, so I got a right to change. Amen. Say, I got a right to change. Amen. And in too deep. I think we all can say that we have found ourselves in too deep in many situations in life, whether it be in, in relationships, um, invested in our jobs too much, just too, we've poured a lot of ourselves, a lot of thought into some situations. And today, the Lord brought me here to bring us to an understanding on a situation that I feel like everybody can relate to, that we've been in too deep. Okay, and that situation is, why do people do what they do? Why do we respond in the ways that we respond? Why is it that we are experiencing the trials that we experience, right? When really, he just wants us to gain clarity on what it is and how he wants us to get up and out of situations. And it may not be you. It may not be either one of us. It may be our family members, our friends. But until we are able to understand what the Lord is saying and the point of view that the Lord wants us to view situations from, it's kind of hard to help somebody get up and out of those situations, right? Okay, so on today, that's what we are tackling, okay? So we are going to be reading the story of Jesus heals a blind man, okay? And um, yeah, let's jump right in. So we're going to start at verse 1, and it reads, As Jesus walked along, he saw a man who had been blind since birth. Jesus' disciples asked, Teacher, why was this man born blind? Was it because he or his parents sinned? No, it wasn't, Jesus answered. But because of his blindness, you will see God work a miracle for him. As long as it is day, we must do... I'm sorry, y'all. As long as it is day, we must do what the one who sent me wants me to do. When night comes, no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light for the world. Amen. Verse 6, after Jesus said this, he spit on the ground. He made some mud and smeared it on the man's eyes. Then he said, go and wash off the mud in Siloam pool. The man went and washed in Siloam, which means one who is sent. Okay. So one who is sent. Amen. Uh, when he when he had washed off the mud, he could see. The man's neighbors and the people who had seen him begging wondered if he really could be the same man. Some of them said he was the same beggar, while others said he only looked like him. But he told him, he told them, I am that man. Verse 10, then how can you see? They asked. He answered, someone named Jesus made some mud and smeared it on my eyes. He told me to go and wash it off in Siloam pool. 
when I did, I could see. Verse 12 reads, Where is he now? They asked. I don't know, he answered. Okay, so that is the story of how Jesus healed a man born blind. Okay, I know many of you are like, okay, well, I wasn't born blind. Okay, and I got some situations, Sister Shay, and I need them handled. So you over here talking to me about a blind man, and I'm here to get some healing. Okay, pipe down, chill out, because that's what we're about to get to. Okay, and this is where we got our subtopic in too deep, right? A lot of us have been in too deep. We want to know why, why do I keep experiencing this? You know, the people who may have been walking around in this time of this man's blindness, it could have been anything. It doesn't have to be blindness. Put your situation in that space of blindness. Could have been walking around broke. Could have been walking around done lost his mind. Could have been walking around pants sagging. It could be something simple. It could be something major. But whatever your trial is, whatever your child's trial is, whatever your husband, your wife, your coworker, your manager, whatever situation that you are currently dealing with i want you to take that and put that in the space of jesus heals a man born blind okay because in this time people probably were walking around and they were probably thinking you know just as it said in the text actually okay because the people were wondering like lord why is this man the disciples like, why is this man blind? Like, what did he do to end up like this? And, and a lot of times people will sit in their sorrow and they will wonder and try to figure out and get in too deep to your situations and into the things that you're experiencing, trying to figure out the why. When in the word, it let us know in verse three, the word read, neither this man nor his parent sinned said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Okay? So in this time, I know in our last episode, we were learning about taking what we have and using that thing, using those gifts and those talents, using whatever it is. If all you have is your home and you know how to cook a good meal on the stove, cook and, and go bless somebody who may not have food in their home. Whatever it is, all you have is all you need. If all you have is a prayer, that's all you need. Okay? So when we're reading in, in, in today's text about I got a right to change, it's not, God doesn't want us to look at our current situations. God wants us to shine the light back on him and, and know that, hey, because of his son Jesus dying for us, there is no longer a barrier. There's no longer a barrier between me and God. And I'm able to go straight to the throne for that relative, for myself, for my coworkers and friends. And pray the prayers that need to be prayed so that their eyes would see again. Amen. So it's oftentimes it's easy to get caught up in the why. Why are we this way? Why is this person like this? Right? So and and when he did receive his healing, because that's what 
This situation was born for. That's what his situation was about. That trial that you're experiencing right now is so that God can get the glory out of it. You're only experiencing these things so that you can go and later say, God made it happen. God delivered. She was down bad, but God was able to bring her up and out of those situations, up and out of that bad, abusive relationship. And now she's going and speaking to people about their worth to keep them from going into those things. Right? Because God doesn't only just deliver us for the fun of it. He wants us to be well and happy and healthy, amen, but it's not for us. It's not about us. Iron sharpens iron, okay? So if, if everybody was perfect and placed here, perfect and nothing wrong, how would he get testimony? How would he be able to get the glory that he is well deserved of? And that is what this text is based on. Not the why of the man was blind. Not the why of why people are doing the things that they're doing. It's time, BC family, that we take off the pity party undies. Pity party panties. Let's get real. It's time to put on your boxers. It's time to put on your underwear and, and zip up your pants and your bootstraps, okay? Pull it together. You're in too deep. You've been thinking too hard. You've been thinking about stuff that's none of your business. I'm just going to say it because God has sent me here to say these things. It's none of your business of why people do the things that they do. Why they're lashing out. Why are they walking around and 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 all of their their things sentiments are exposed you know why are they drinking why are they smoking weed every other day these are some real things going on in the world and as we continue on and bc i'm only going to get realer and realer and realer with you all because this world is getting hectic okay and people are getting very blunt with the things that they are doing and I want everybody to be prepared. That's what God has chosen me to do is to make sure that I'm feeding his sheep. And for those of us who are on this podcast and on this channel, I want to make sure that we are getting the proper teachings and the proper feedings that we need. Real and uncut. If we talked about, if we prayed about situations and and people as much as we've talked about them. I hear, oh, oh, I don't be talking about people. I just be saying, you know, because it's obvious. So I'm just saying, if it's obvious, why not ask everybody to pray? Well, now I ain't going to do that because, you know, that's that's a bit controlling. And it really ain't my situation. You know, that's my friend's kid. And that's, that you know, that's just my job. You know, I'll get out of there in eight hours. But it don't matter. These people need healing. But instead, we have people who are in situations too deep. And they're wondering, well, you know, just like just like hearing word. Well, uh, it says here in verse 2, Jesus' disciples asked, Teacher, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his parents that had sinned? And that's how many of us can get in this in this 
time today. And I say us because we're human. We're going to have times where we fall short of the glory. Let's be real. And if you won't, I'll boldly confess and say for myself, there's times that I've looked at people like, oh my goodness. And I had to check myself. I'm human. I'm not a pastor that's going to get up here and play like I don't make mistakes. If I didn't make mistakes, I'd be done here. So I can only talk about this because I've been through it. I go through it. I continually go through growing every day. And it's not easy. But I give God my yes because I want to make sure that I'm answering the calling that is on my life. And that I'm making sure that the people who are coming right behind me are staying sharpened. There's things that people let me know. A lot of listeners who listen to the podcast. They correct me. They tell me things. And you have to be receiving. It's not the time to go off into people's personal business, taking a dive off into certain situations. You are not God. You are only called to love on them. You are only called to pour the love of Christ, to love them with the love of Christ. Glory to God. You shouldn't be like the disciples in here. Well, Lord, is it because their parents sinned? It's none of your business of their parents. What you know is all you need. And what you have is all you need. So what we're going to do here from here on out at the BC family, we're going to take what we know and we're going to take all that we have and we're going to put that thing together and shake it up. Amen. And we're going to hand it over to God and say, God, this is some situations that I've noticed. And I have a desire to sit and talk with so-and-so about this because this just keep happening year after year, month after month, God. And I just don't understand why they're not getting it. It's none of your business. God is allowing them to go through this thing until they get it. Didn't nobody tell you when to heal? Didn't nobody tell you when to come up and out of your mess? Whew, come on. Come on, Holy Spirit. He sent me here for somebody on today. He sent me here for somebody on today. But we're not going to sit here and ponder on you doing something out of character that you may or may not normally do. Because just because we fall short doesn't mean that that is who we are. Flesh is a tough thing to beat. And there's going to be times where you backslide. It may be something simple as you used to drink six bottles of water a day. And now you're only drinking one. And just so happen that's flavored water. So everybody's backslide is different. But don't find yourself in too deep to situations of wondering why. You'll be searching for a why forever. You know why? Because our flesh is not satisfied with simple answers. Oh, because 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 I just did, but why? Because oh, because my parents did. Okay, well did their parents do it? What about their parents' parents? And before you know it, you're all so deep into this person's lifestyle. And all that searching you could have did, you could have searched for Christ. You could have seeked his face for that person. And the situations that they're experiencing. Instead of placing your mouth on them. Instead of getting in their business. Instead of judging from the other side of your phone screen. Just because we don't see you. Just because people walk around and don't know the things that you say in secret. God knows all things. He sees all things. He knows your thoughts. He knows your heart posture when you do pray. He knows your heart posture when you do show love. 
God sees all. And I want to tell you, you may fool men, but you'll never fool the God that we serve. You plan yourself, okay? Because you better believe if God tells you to go in secret and he answers the prayers that you pray in secret, what do you think that he knows? What else do you think that he knows that you may be hiding? I'm not here to convict you. The word is here to correct you. So if you're feeling conviction, it's time to get free. You're in too deep. Okay? So after Jesus healed him, it said that it said that he spit in the dirt and he rubbed it on his eyes and you know he told him to go wash. And he seen. The man could see. Okay, so he was healed. And I want to pause right there. That in itself shows you that the way God decides to do healing may or may not be in the way that you think is coming. It was a little messy, was it, was it not? I mean, I would say spitting and, and using mud and different things like that is messy. It could, it could look, I mean, I say this with all due respect, it could look like something a filth. Something in modern day time we would consider disrespect. Okay, so healing doesn't always come in the way that man expects it to come. Okay, and verse 8 it said, His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who, who used to sit and beg? Okay, so he was unrecognizable. Glory to God. The people, they didn't even recognize him. They're like, is this him? They're not even going to recognize you once you get your healing. The same people who are around and see you at this state, the same people who you may have asked for bill money and couldn't get a dime out of them. When God bless you to pay that up and put you in a better place, the same folk going to say, oh, is that Tisha? Is that is that Rashad? Okay. And you tell them, yeah, I had a right to change. Amen. Okay, because it's some it's a people, it's some things. Even even us, we in too deep on some things. Well, why am I going through this? And da, da, da. did you stop and think that maybe God wanted to use you? Maybe God wanted to send you to get his glory for him. If it never happened, he wouldn't be able to use it. Okay. You can't be sitting around waiting for your healing. You got to get down and dirty sometimes. Sometimes it's not going to look what everybody expected to look like. Okay? The man, he, he, and he was sent to wash in the pool of scent. <laughs> Glory to God. So just because you pray about something, you have to use your works. I'm not saying go out and be God and make it happen, but we are in a partnership with God okay this is a relationship just as if you are in a relationship with your spouse you have to actively pursue and it's the same way with the God that we serve okay this man he could have sat there with the spit and mud on his face and just looked crazy 
And sadly, some of us stop there. Some of them, they, they, they get in and they stop there. But you can't stop there. You got to keep going. Okay? And you got to know that even when people are in too deep on your situation, in too deep in your business, in too deep with their mouth on you, you got to know that you serve a God who says that you have the right to change. Okay? So, God is getting ready to make a lot of us unrecognizable, just like he did the blind man. Okay? We are in a new season, BC family, and God is doing a new thing. Some of you are moving. Some of you are getting married. Some of you are changing jobs or elevating in the ones that you are in. Okay? Some of you, it could be, you might not be moving, but he had you change your house around, and it's a new environment for you because now you have a new mindset. Okay? Notice the change that is going around. You're not just living this life on the same path. Things should begin to look different because we are going from glory to glory to glory. And some of us are in our birthing season. And I'm not talking about childbirth. I want you to hear me spiritually here. God is birthing some new things. God may be birthing a ministry out of you. It may not be on a podcast. It may not be on YouTube. It could be simply you writing a scripture verse and submitting it to Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Writing a, 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 um, a godly encouragement on the whiteboard at work. I used to do that for years when I worked at um, Kettering Hospital. Okay? Don't despise small beginnings. Okay? Because God is getting ready to make you unrecognizable. Okay? Some people are watching from the sidelines with their nose turned up. Okay, for those of you who are already stepping in the change, some people, I want you to hear me when I say the Lord gave me this and my time with him last week. And he and I put it in quotations. Okay. And he said the word he in this. So this must be for a male. But I want everybody to take it and apply it to your situations. He said some people are watching from the sidelines with their nose turned up. Thinking he got the audacity to change. My God. Some people are watching from the sidelines. But their nose turned up thinking he got the audacity to think he can change. So when you think you ain't being watched, people are watching. And not everybody's happy. But guess what? Just like in this story, when the, when the people in uh, verse 12, they got the asking them, you know, who did this? How did you get healing? Because mind you, if you don't know this story, he did it on the Sabbath day. Okay. God, Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath day when they should not even have been any work being done. But Jesus knew the calling on his life and he knew come hell or hot water. Glory to God. Thank you. That he was going to get that thing done. He was going to get that healing done. He knew that he was going to get that calling on his life fulfilled. Okay? Because verse 12 said, Where is he now? They asked. Okay? So this is the point where even if the people disbelieved, it sounded so crazy to him when, when the man that was blind told him the, told them the story. 
If somebody come up to you today and said, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I, I met a man, you know, uh, yeah, his name was Jesus and he spit and he made some, some mud and wiped it on my eyes. And then he told me to go wash off over there in the pool of scent. Now I can see. People will be looking at you crazy. Okay? Them same people that you might have asked for help and they told you no or not right now, not even in a bitter way. Some people just can't do it. But if they told you no and they said, and you come back or they come back to you and say, hey, what about now? Are you able to now? This is the turn. I want you to hear me, BC. This is the turning point where people become to get bitter. Well, I already asked them that. Oh, now they want my help. Oh, now they can help me. It's not to get bitter. It's a, it, it, it's a teaching lesson. It's to show them that regardless of what trials you get in, God always comes through. Well, how you get the bill paid? Well, how did you how did you how did you move in there? You got a place? How did you do that that fast, God? That day that you told me that you were in a situation where you couldn't help, and I understood, and I appreciate you even thinking about helping me. I went into my prayer closet and I prayed. Glory to God. And when I came out from a secret place, hallelujah. He answered my prayers that I prayed in private. He answered them publicly. Glory to God. Okay? There's no telling how long this man, he was born blind. Okay? I didn't see his age in there. But there's no telling how long this man had been blind. How long he probably was sitting around. It said that he was begging. We don't know what he was begging for. Could have been money or anything. But these people had got so comfortable with him being in the situation that he was in. With him having the mindset. Whatever it may be. So people don't got comfortable with you. Being the way that you are. They always into something. It's always something. But are you always praying? That's what you got to hit people with. And you tell them. I got a right to change. It won't always be like this. Glory to God. I want to I wanna pause right there. And I want to share one of our encouragement um, scriptures with you all and it's from the book of Psalms chapter 107 verse 6 and it reads then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distressed distress okay so what's the first step it said they cried out to the Lord in their trouble you got to cry out BC cry out it is say that they just like yeah, Lord, my back been hurting. I mean, if that's how you're coming to them, that's how you're coming. But you got to cry out in your time of trouble. And it said that he delivered them from their distress. Okay, so he's the deliverer. And that's where you got to gain your confidence in knowing, yeah, you may not be able to do it, but you don't walk this walk by yourself. You serve a God who sits high and looks low. And he don't miss a thing. So anything that you're going through, 
any stressors, anything that you may be feeling, anything that you may be hearing, seeing, whatever. You got to know that all it takes is a cry out. And just like a parent knows their child's cry in a room full of people, you better believe that the God we serve knows your cry. Glory to God. And he's going to deliver you. Um, our other encouragement scripture comes from Psalm chapter 50, verse 15. And it reads, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Glory to God. Amen. So it goes back to what we were just reading in John chapter 9, verse 3, when he said, neither this man nor his parents sin, said Jesus, but he this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Okay? So if we jump back over to verse uh, Psalm 50 and 15, where it says, call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. There it is. You shall glorify me. So he's giving you the steps. If we add both Psalm 107 and 6 and Psalm 50 and 15 together, he's giving you the steps that need to be taken. Cry out in your time of trouble and he will deliver you. Amen. And after your deliverance, we learn right here in, in Psalm 50, and you shall glorify me. Okay, so those are the three steps right there. Call out. Be in position for your deliverance. Get things ready. You got to get expected, knowing, and, and that's that's what faith look like. If you want to know what faith look like, it's the preparation of a thing. You got to prepare. You got to move already knowing. That you got the job. You got to move already knowing that you got your mind back. You got to move already knowing that that, that husband or wife is coming home. You got to move already knowing that you got the position. A mother, when she's when she has conceived a child and carried for nine months, you don't see, oh, I would hope you don't. But typically, you don't see a mother waiting Till the day before she goes to deliver the baby to grab everything that she needs. You got to get in position. A lot of times you see people building in those times. They're building cribs. They're building uh, baby gates and stuff. You know, proof in the house, getting ready, getting car seats. Check every area of your life. And wherever you see that changes need to be made, you got to make those changes. If you're moving, start looking for the places and looking into things in that state. If you're seeking promotion and, and, and you was just waiting on God because promotion doesn't come from man, it comes from God. So if, you, if you're waiting on God, make sure that you're ready to go when he says go. If it's required of you to wear a bow tie as a boss, start collecting bow ties. By the time it's ready for you to shine, you should have six, seven, eight, nine, ten bow ties. Every color. Okay? So you got to be prepared and ready for that thing that you're praying for to be birthed. Because it's going to happen. We already read it in the word. He said, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. So when you get this healing, when you get that house, when you get that car, when you get your mind back, when you get whatever it is that you're praying for, you got to know 
that it's God that shall be glorified. There's nothing that you could have did. Yes, you prayed. And your prayers and your fasting and your faith was cheerleading for Christ, cheerleading for God to make a move. But you got to know that God was the one who did that thing. Okay? So I was sitting here simply to say, BC family, that God is doing a new thing. Okay, as it says in Isaiah 43 and 19, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Okay, streams in the wasteland. So you may have had some dried up situations in your life. But he's putting some streams in that wasteland. Okay, he's doing a new thing. And I want here us at BC family. I want us to to perceive everything that he's doing. Don't run from the changes. They may be hard. God may be pulling some friends and people and family away from you, telling you that you can't hang with them in this season. But you got to know that you're on the right path. You got to be so sure. You got to know that you know that you know. Just like we expect when we wake up in the morning and we tap our phone to see what time it is. We expect that our phone will light up when we tap that phone so we can see what time it is. We expect when we pick the phone up off the dresser that that backlight is going to come on and we're going to be able to see what is displayed. And that is the kind of comfortable faith that we need to have that God is going to bring these things to pass. You just got to know. You just got to prepare. You just got to go. Just like our last word. You got to go with what you got. Okay, God is doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Okay, so oh, you might be saying, you know, well, I tried that last time, and I've been doing this and and all of that, and it didn't work out this way. I remember this happened, and I was with this person, and we tried that. No, he said now, now it's now it springs up. Okay, see, I am doing a new thing. Don't you see? You see. He's doing a new thing and he wants you and needs you to perceive it. Okay. You've come too far to turn back. You've come too far to give up. Okay. I do have another um, scripture for you all. And it's just um, a faith pusher. Some receipts. Okay. Okay. And I shouldn't have to give these to y'all. But we don't want to run this channel naive thinking that everybody knows Christ in the way that we know Christ. But we want to prepare you to know Christ as we know Christ. Amen. So Mark 7 and 37, it says, he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Okay. So if you if you if you're experiencing things in your life and you just don't hear the word how people hear it, if you don't see change coming from people, you feel like they're just not listening, they're not hearing you. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Okay. So when when you feel like the enemy 
So until next time, BC family, stay great, blessed, and feel, and prosperous.